0: Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. Well, good evening, listeners of Brooklyn's Radio. I'm here with Rashid from Touch Tennis. Rashid, how are you doing? Very well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming down. Absolute
1: pleasure. Great to see you. What a fantastic event you're running here today. Thank you. It's, uh, uh, it's a bit of a blessing insofar as Elmbridge, you know, turned this disused bowl screen into eight unbelievable touch tennis courts and, you know, any sport so much better on grass, isn't it? Quite right, I mean, they look
0: fantastic, and uh, as I understand it, the weather has been a touch testing today
1: yeah we had um we had torrential rain at one thirty, so um, we were thinking about going to the local Robert or whatever store and get some uh, um, are they sponsors of yours? Robert Dyers, do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, not currently. Okay, Qu- well, quite possibly fairly soon, though. <laughs> Robert Dyers, if you're thinking about sponsoring this, I did come in and buy a few lamps from you, and I bought lots of hardware today. If you'd like to sponsor Brooklyn's Radio, it is an incredible show, and I've been on there twice, fortunately, to talk about touch tennis. We came looking for a rubber dinghy, and you didn't have any. Or paddle boards. <laughs> yeah.
0: what, what a plug for Robert Dyers there. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: They need to get their um, their purchasing manager on the on the subject of uh, selling touch tennis balls, don't you think? I think you could probably uh, probably get that going. (laughs) How's uh, how's your play been? I hear you've been practicing after that defeat against me. Sorry, I didn't mean. I was promising not to bring that up. (laughs) Prior to the interview, it was it was always
0: going to happen. Rashi, what um, what's been the highlight of today for you?
1: The uh, highlight today is just the, the spirits in which this tournament's played. I mean, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a few thousand pounds in prize money. There's prestige. That's the you know the highest number of points you can get in a new event. And there hasn't been a single contested line call. Not a single bit of bad blood between any of the competitors. Um, apart from when I've provoked them on purpose. <laughs> no, it's been you know it's been lovely. Everyone's had a really good time, and I think that for me is the best part of this sport. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: it is a um, a very a very good sport played in a very very good manner um we're still there's still a play going on now what sort of time are you looking to finish tonight obviously with uh with the rain delays that you had today
1: well we got pushed back by about two hours um luckily this bowls green whoever built it pretty darn good job of it insofar as they've got great drainage so within two hours we were back on again so it's pushed us back a little bit but I think we should be able to get to the semi-finals of the doubles today and we've got the first round of all the singles out of the way already so I think that by tomorrow our plan to have the singles final at three o'clock should still be good
0: now, we, uh, we look at the courts um, out in front of us now. You've got um, some fantastic sponsors um, around the courts, which make them look fantastic, but it's, it's just an amazing achievement from yourself to have um, great sponsors. Wilson, Bablat, Yong the, uh, the vehicle manufacturer. How have you gone about um, uh, you know, pitching to these guys at such a, you know, a sport that is not well known and, and managing to get them on board?
1: Do you want my serious answer?
0: I want your serious
1: answer. Okay, my serious answer is like my Jedi mind trick with you. We were 6-all in a breaker, and you were trying to beat me, and I just said, you are going to miss this serve, and you missed. And it's the same when I phone these sponsors. I just say, these aren't the droids you're looking for. You want the sponsor Touch Tennis. And my joking answer, which might have a bit more of a serious undertone to it, is that they understand that I'm not in this for the money, and most of the players aren't in it for the money either. We promote fun. We promote community involvement. We promote taking sport to absolutely everyone. And they realize that as a vehicle, we will get out in front of lots of people. So if they were looking at this rather clinically and thinking, well, what's my ROI for whenever I give people money or if I give you rackets? Well, what they see is lots more people then buying those Wilson rackets, more people seeing Babel app banners, more people looking at the Sangyong cars. as it drives the players up to play here. So that's the more clinical side of it. You know, if they were looking at ROI and the flip side of it, I think they do realize that it is just so much fun. A lot of them have played it. Um, they've been involved. You know, the CEO of Sangyong UK, Paul, he played it. He got the bug. He loved it. Um, you know Wilson uh, Joanne Thomas has played it, loves it. Babalat, Aidan Graveson, UK CEO, loves the game, and he really does believe it's a great vehicle to get people back into tennis, or people who can't play tennis, or people who are very very good at tennis and want to play someone that isn't good using a handicap or leveling system like golf has. Yeah. Um, now uh, we also
0: see um, we also see umpires chairs. Are they going to be? Have they been used today, or are they just going to be used tomorrow in the finals?
1: Well, there was some umpiring in one match because there were some bets on the match, so we had to make sure it was played fairly. And I'd bet on one of the players. So, did you I umpired, win? I umpired it, and I lost. <laughs> that's clearly not fair. You umpiring
0: a match you've betted on, that's not in the rules, is it?
1: Well, there's no rule against it. If you look on our site, there's no rule against but umpiring to, it. <laughs> to be fair, it sounds just uh, the sort of thing you do to be fair. Well, it is that thing. You know, it's it's all a bit of fun. You know, the, the match was a first-round match. It's fifteen quid to the winner if they get to the second round, and the bet was only ten quid anyway. So even if they'd thrown the match, I don't think match fixing would have come into it. You know, there's not really what's the upside there.
0: <laughs> um, no, we, we talk about this sport being played in um, in in good uh, spirits. Um, is it uh, is it allowed to be a little bit cheeky on court? I know the line calls have been great, but are you allowed to are you allowed to to get a bit sort of? Uh, uh, not vicious, but um, uh, uh, what's the word? It's uh, are you allowed to sort of uh, uh, be a little bit naughty on court more so than in uh, in lawn tennis?
1: Absolutely. I think in lawn tennis, for starters, it's harder to be social because you're seventy eight feet away when you start your service motion. Unless you're doing the Roger Federer saber, the sneak attack, when you're right on the service line. Most of the time, you're at least seventy eight feet away from your opponent, so there's not so much chit chat. And if you said something, it would have to be rather, you know underhand at the change of ends whereas because we're more social we're only you know 35 feet away from each other we talk between points at one another you know tying shoelaces to put the player off in that sense yeah that fun does translate into being slightly more dynamic with your uh bending the rules
0: are these rules that have been put in place by yourself Rashid
1: um well there was a committee that put all the rules together um, three of them are my daughters, um, and the other one is me. None of them were over at the age of eight at the time, and I refuse to accept that they were bribed by fudge, candy bars, things like that.
0: Brilliant. I mean, it's fantastic to be here, Rashid, and um, as I said, it's a great, uh, a great event.
1: What is the future of Touch Tennis and this event going forwards? Well, I would hope that uh, the future of touch tennis is that it just continues to grow in new markets, you know, more and more countries picking it up. The last video that we put out on Facebook got 450,000 views, and we had emails from Italy, South America, three different countries in South America. So it's just growing at, at a pace at the moment. Uh, this event, I'd like to see 256 players compa- contesting next year with courts all around the green in the middle of Brooklyn for practice courts, a bit like the World Series of Poker, to finally come to the final table. There should be these eight. That's my dream. And maybe be for you to win one round in qualifying against you that's never going to (laughs) happen i mean i'm going to be seeded next year as probably the number one seed when i come back have you played this year no i decided not to play because it's time that i pass the mantle on and let some of these bunnies win a match but of course if i enter then you're going to be straight in the door too right Uh, well absolutely i mean you know in like flynn
0: (laughs) rashid thanks ever so much for speaking with us here on brooklyn's radio and um well we'll catch up with you very soon yeah dan i look forward to beating you again well, I'm here with Elliot Mould, number one in the world, Touch Tennis player. Elliot, how are you this afternoon? I'm great, thanks. Um, Elliot, just uh, wanted to have a chat with you about um, how uh, the day's gone, how you got into Touch Tennis. So just tell me um, how long you've
2: been playing the game and sort of your journey to, uh, to become the number one player in the world. Um, so I've been playing the game for around six years now. And I first started playing because when I was training to be a tennis player, basically, me and my mates used to just mess around with the sponges balls on the mini courts at Sutton. And I was pretty good then because I'm a bit smaller than your average tennis player, which is perfect for the smaller court. So I was, you know, as soon as I heard there was touch, I was like, right, that's for me because I know I can go win at that. And I actually won the first tournament I played, which was our Australian Slam. And after that, it was like, yes, this is definitely my sport. So. So do the tournaments
0: follow the same um, major structure as uh, lawn tennis is in the Australian, French, yeah. Wimbledon and the US Open?
2: So they they used to, but they were all here and now because the sport sort of gone international, we only have this tournament, the All England here. There's the Belgium Open in Belgium. The US Open is now in Missouri, I think it is. And there was an Australian, but I'm not sure what's happened with that at the moment. But so
0: great I mean so obviously being number one in the world is a fantastic achievement um, and you know getting to number one so soon after you picked up the game how have you managed to um, sort of stay as world number one I understand you've been sort of in and out but (laughs) how have you sort of managed to um, sort of keep hold of that number one spot for such a long time
2: yeah well I think um, like my strengths both with my sort of personality and my physicality are really suited to touch tennis like So physically it's a bit of a smaller court, so I'm the perfect height, very agile to get around the court. Um, I play with a lot of hand speed, a lot of wrist, so I'm able to get the ball up and down a bit faster than most of the other guys and um, i've worked quite hard at sort of my mentality a little bit because i used to be a bit of a nutcase on the tennis court so now that i'm older and i've chilled out it's all you know all coming out good now
0: a bit like a nick kiros maybe <laughs>
2: maybe when i was a bit younger yeah a <laughs> bit bit crazier than nick kiros
0: <laughs> oh wow that's yeah, crazy
3: yeah.
2: um now today obviously,
0: obviously um the all england lawn tennis um uh, championships here how's the day gone for you so
2: far uh it's good. it's gone okay. We've been rained off which was a bit of a shame but we got I got my first round out of the way in singles and doubles. But I think I'm going to be playing catch up tomorrow because my doubles partner's just gone off. So yeah. And were they convincing wins
0: or did you uh, were you tested a little bit?
2: Uh they were fairly convincing wins. Yeah, fairly. <laughs> tested in the rallies though. As you, I mean, that's the great thing about touch tennis is you can't really just wipe people off the court. You're always going to have five, six shot rally. The score can be hugely different, but if you were to watch it, it's a leveller in that way. So
0: are you, uh, are you confident that you can take the title? Are you re- retaining the title no, I'm, this I'm year? No, I actually haven't
2: won this in four or five years. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to hopefully winning it again. Because I think that will put me as the, obviously just behind the GOAT, the greatest of all time. But just in front of the other guy that's also got six slams, who's playing main draw Wimbledon today. Not today, tomorrow. Uh, Monday. Yeah.
0: Which is why he's not here.
2: I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now just talk to me about um you know your tennis career obviously you said you trained as a tennis pro um lawn tennis and you've moved into touch tennis but um off the back of um you know your your experience with lawn tennis you've um you've started coaching you've set up a business just just tell us a little bit about that
2: okay so yeah my basically my had a little bit of a sort of difficult childhood i was diagnosed with like adhd and So I was given retalin three times a day and, you know, I was quite medicated to calm me down because it was a bit all over the place. And tennis was kind of my escape. But I was kind of brought all that anger and stuff onto the tennis court. So I was a bit crazy. And um, I then went and studied psychology and kind of started this huge sort of introspective process where I started evaluating myself and trying to grow and change. And, you know, from that, I managed to get a first class degree in psychology. So I've combined my new tennis programme with psychology and all the life skills that I learnt from tennis that I could have done with when I was growing up and being a tennis player and I actually think that that's one of the things that British tennis in general is lacking is we're not like an Eastern European country, we're not trying to escape a war where we actually need to find a new way to engage and motivate students, pupils or whatever to realise their potential, not through fear but through inspiration and I think the only way to do that is to bring about a greater sense of self-awareness about you know, their their own direction and purpose and goals. And from that, then I think you can start to produce tennis players who basically take ownership over their learning in tennis. So I'm hoping that my programme might help complement British tennis in that way.
0: And so it's quite a deep and meaningful way of, of approaching the game, which maybe hasn't been approached before at such a young no. young age because um, I see in front of me here um, introducing children three to six years old. I mean, at that level, maybe it's um, the focus is fun, but you feel yeah. that it's really sort of mind yeah. over fun or maybe yeah. uh,
2: just as much as one or the other. I call it edutainment. I like that. So basically the characters because obviously children of that age they don't really understand language so if you if you start talking to them about the growth mindset and how they should deal with failure and the next thing they don't get it but if they can see an image of fun characters that fail get back up and try really hard through a different way of approaching that task then they succeed and then they enjoy it because at the end of the day what is fun right fun is succeeding sometimes it's about putting yourself out there and interacting and connecting with other people and growing so i think you know it brings both basically
0: yeah Great stuff. I mean, we wish you all the best with it. So it's called Mind Zone.
2: Yeah, that's called Mind
0: Zone. And uh, you obviously came up with that based on the mind um, and and getting in a a zone. You know, we look at the the tennis pros on the TV all the yeah. time, and and yeah, they're yeah. in a zone. Yeah. Sometimes they slip out of that zone, and, yeah. and it's important to be in in that zone.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's why Djokovic is actually ahead because he's really into his sort of. I wouldn't call it spirituality, but into it himself and exploring what he's capable of. I think he does a lot of like yoga, sort of meditation, stretching. You know, he's really into his body and, and things like that. I think that's what separates him. Yeah, I,
0: I'll agree with you. Um, so let's just uh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you um, for Mind Zone Tennis.
2: Uh, so they can get in touch with me either by email at Elliot. Dot mold, that's dot Mould, that's E L L I O T T dot M O U L D at mindzone org, or they can telephone me on 0782 88 79920. And you've got a website as well, www.mindzone.org
0: so presumably all those uh, that information's on there as well.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty deep website, <laughs> pre prepared, <laughs> <laughs> haven't held back. <laughs> and uh, you're in partnership with Elmbridge Borough Council, how did you get those guys on board? Um, Well, I basically, um, I'm doing the touch tennis for them, the Surrey Youth Games, which is where we get sort of the local schools and kids involved competing in touch tennis. Um, And I saw the courts and thought it was a great opportunity to partner with them. And then when they saw the idea and saw how it could, you know, benefit children, not just in their tennis, but in their lives, building all the things that schools leave out, basically, they thought, it's great, let's partner with this guy. So,
0: yeah, they were all for it. Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the very best with Mind Zone Tennis. And, of course, we wish you all the very best. What's the plan for tomorrow? Or, well, In fact, what's all the plan for this evening? Are you going to get in your own Mind Zone? Are you off to the
2: uh, the Wimbledon party? Um, I'm not off to the Wimbledon party, I don't think. Um, I'm probably going to go home and relax with my girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, just have, have some good food. I love this new water that's been around today, Ido. Got to check that out um but yeah not 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 too not too exciting tonight sorry <laughs> <laughs> i I wouldn't
0: expect anything less from the number one in the world so you're back on court at uh well rain permitting uh yeah. sorry weather permitting uh sort of 10 11 o'clock yeah um and uh which
2: round are you are you now going into the second round of the singles and doubles so quite quite behind but so a big day ahead tomorrow yeah hopefully my legs hold up because i have trouble with cramps sometimes so you need some salt. Yeah. Well, luckily, I've got this new sort of... Apparently, it's like seven times more oxygen in this water. So, hopefully, that'll keep me uh, well hydrated. Brilliant. Well, listen,
0: have a fantastic evening. Rest up. Get in the zone. Perfect. And, uh, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Thanks ever so much for speaking with us on Brooklyn's Radio. Thanks very much. Cheers. Well, good afternoon once again, listeners of Brooklyn's Radio. I'm here with Rachel Lake, who is a uh, Surrey County Councillor for Walton, uh, Walton-on-Thames. Walton Rachel, how are you this afternoon? Uh,
4: wonderful. Bright sunshine this morning at a fishing academy that I helped run in Walton. And then this afternoon and this evening with the All England Touch Tennis here in Weybridge.
0: Uh, it's a fantastic set-up. We uh, just, um, just sort of stood away from the courts and all sorts of play going on. It's uh, coming up to 6 o'clock in the evening now. Um, obviously troubled with a bit of uh, rain today, but uh, players uh, continued um, to the highest level. It's uh, a fantastic, fantastic event that uh, the Touch Tennis guys put on. Um, what's your sort of involvement with Touch Tennis um, in uh, in in the area?
4: Well, I can't say that I'm a player, though I have, I must admit, picked up a racket and had a go. However, um, the incredible amount of support that it's got, I found myself sponsoring them with some of my local allocation money for the All England tournament that's going on today in Weybridge. But it was a case of either join them or be annoyed by them because my bedroom is within 50 feet
0: (laughs) (laughs) now you're obviously a very busy lady and it's uh, fantastic for you to be down here today um you know rashid presumably very well what's um what's your involvement with rashid and how did you sort of come on board um you know so heavily with with rashid and touch tennis
4: well, Rashid explained to me how it all got going with literally his daughters in his garden, and his garden was too small for a full tennis court. So we made up, they made up their own rules, and touch tennis was born, which is amazing. And I'm sure you're going to speak to him and he'll give you all the details on it. But I came across him through leisure services at Elmbridge Borough Council, because I'm also a borough councillor for Walton North. And Rashid was, um, encouraging very passionately the use of the grounds that you're looking at and um, while I've lived in Weybridge this has been used as a bowling green and then a putting green both of which didn't last too long and now it carries eight touch tennis courts and there's four players on every court and that's virtually how it is and as I say I live so close to it but I think my biggest passion is that it can go, because of the size of the rack, it's 21 inches, it can go from the youngest of competitors, or children's play, shall we say, right the way through to an old lady like me. Um, and you play it for the enjoyment. And I've heard a few choice phrases, which is encouraged in touch tennis. Um, it's all about enjoyment. And that was that was my main aim, because I'm very much into encouraging people into sport you know what is a healthy lifestyle
0: now it's uh, completely accessible um uh, probably more so than lawn tennis as as it's known And, and and is that one of the reasons why you're passionate about it
4: Well, personally in Weybridge, and I've been trying to set something up with that Rashid and Walton as well, is the fact that um, anyone can come along and borrow rackets and balls from the children's centre while they're open and play on these courts. They play on exactly the same courts. The rules are on the website, just punch in, touch tennis, and you'll see all the rules. Um, Some of them vary slightly, but scoring tends to be very similar. And it's just come down and play have a go friday evenings you'll find the guys and girls here right the way up until dusk because i hear them i can always tell when rashid's playing always encouragement of of verbal enthusiasm is greatly appreciated
0: (laughs) (laughs) now we've talked about um, you um, sponsoring this event what uh, does the money that you put towards the event go to
4: well Everyone thinks that things just happen. I mean, they don't. The council is, ex- well, I think exceedingly generous in helping with the keeping of the grass that they play on. As you can see, it's, it's quite a high standard. And, of course, there's the lining. But the sponsorship I specifically put in is to help with this specific tournament, it is to the All England and I sponsor it because, I mean, nets need to be replaced. Um, the council produced a grant um, only last year that gave Rashid the permanent fixtures for the nets because before we had temporary but the nets still need doing. There is still, for the tournament, there's still the balls and things to be purchased and they are a, a specific density and that Rashid has them um, made and specially um, not especially for the tournament, but especially for the sport. And then you can see other sponsors of all the names around the court. So I I, I, don't, I hold Rashid to account of what it's spent, but it is overall, it hasn't gone just for nets, it hasn't gone just for balls, it hasn't gone just for prize money. I give the sponsorship, which enables them to round the whole tournament off.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, as we've said, a fantastic, a fantastic event and a fantastic sport. Um, Rachel, thank you ever so much for speaking with us here on Brooklyn's Radio. And um, thanks for your continued support to Touch Tennis.
4: Well, thank you for being down here and showing your support as well and promoting it.
0: Absolute pleasure. Maybe we'll jump on court one day.
4: I'll keep you to that. (laughs) It's
0: a deal. Well, I've managed to track down Alan Mazzetti, um from the LTA, who is uh, the products manager for the LTA, and a big part of his um, job is uh, getting Touch Tennis um, involved with the LTA itself. Alan, how are you doing this afternoon? Really well, thanks, Dan. Good to see you. You too, um, Alan. Just explain to me um, what your involvement and in, in getting Touch Tennis involved with the
5: LTA is, is, has been over the last um, year or so. Sure. Well. Um Touch Tennis, about a year ago, uh, almost to the day, Touch Tennis signed partnership with the LTA, three-year partnership, really to grow the grassroots uh, portion of Touch Tennis in the UK. So I managed that relationship between the two parties and really focused on a couple of key areas. Firstly, ledge centres, to bring in I guess, a, a non-traditional form of tennis to ledger centres. Um, the reason for that is the sort of footprint for a court is the same size as a badminton court, so it's really easy to play all year round in a ledge centre uh similarly with sort of colleges and universities in their sports halls or some outside outside space as well so those are the main areas that we're focused on
0: and it's really about getting um getting the sport involved in areas that you know are can be anywhere i mean i know you mentioned leisure centers um etc but um th- these sort of things could be put in car parks I- in any sort of
5: area is that right absolutely yeah the, the ingredients for touch tennis is a, is a flat space um so there's a lot of that around um the nets are portable, so pick them up. It's a, like a big pencil case bag. Put them in, put them in your car or to carry them around. Put it down and, and you can play. So, dead easy. Great stuff. Uh,
0: just in terms of uh, where you're going and, and with Touch Tennis, of course, um, it's, it's, it's a growing sport. Um, where, where do you see it going in the next uh, few years, 10 years, uh, let's say?
5: Sure. I guess there's two parts now. Firstly, in the UK, uh, we would see that... We would hope that 5,000 players will be playing weekly um, by end of next year. Um, we'd also hope that we'd have over 400 venues uh, who run sessions, who run pay and play sessions, uh, particularly for non-members as well. I think that's the key part for us. It's not it's not just for people that play tennis to do another form of tennis. It's actually for new people to come to the sport as well. So providing two two options, either you know you might be an entry route into the sport, um, it might retain you as a player, also maybe an exit route where you perhaps. Your mobility doesn't allow you to play tennis any longer, so a couple of things. So it really is accessible for one and one and all. Absolutely. I think the only the only market which we, we're we not focused on or where the brand does not sort of drive itself to is sort of standalone uh, kids kids game. Whereas that's that'd be mini tennis, so otherwise everyone. Now you
0: uh, play played um, touch tennis yourself um, uh, we've got the All England uh, touch tennis championships here this weekend at Churchfield Recreation Ground in Weybridge uh, as I said you've been playing how did you get on uh, this weekend Alan?
5: Um, not too bad We, uh, myself and partner Gareth got to the quarterfinals and doubles um, and got to the uh, round of 32 in the singles as well so um, yeah it's not too bad I'll, I'll take that A pretty t- um, testing time with the weather though hey? Yeah, it's been challenging. I think it's a. I it wouldn't be a, a British event otherwise. Um, Three-hour rain delay yesterday. Um, nearly crushed me mentally, but uh, no, that was fine. It was just part and part. Everyone, everyone mucks in. It's all. It's all. It's all friendly stuff. So, now, we talk
0: about mental, uh, mental strength, and uh, it must take quite a lot to go back to back playing. You know, such long matches. You know, five sets, a long time. How do you sort of cope with uh, getting mentally prepared for you know back to back matches when the rain does interrupt? I think uh,
5: in touch tennis is probably dare I say a little bit easier than tennis. Uh, touch tennis, you know, you can be off, um, you know, relaxing, and it's not it's not so serious. It's all it's all quite tongue in cheek. Having said that, you know, who are playing at some of the events for money, uh, for world ranking points, etc. But it's a lot more lighthearted than than perhaps the the big game itself. So, and one of the reasons why it's more accessible, maybe. I think so. Yeah, I think um, you know there are many. Certainly, for what we operate as many tennis products that, that bring people into the game on a full-size court as well. Um, Cardi Tennis, Tennis Express, but this is something a little bit different in terms of it's it's started outside the LTA, um, and I say it's so it's so transferable. Um, you can you know if you didn't have the space for a for a kind of twelve by six court, you can make a smaller rectangular space. You can you can scale it how you need it to be for you for your garden. I say your, your, your whatever. So it's easy in that respect. So obviously not
0: uh, not in the championships here any longer uh, today, this weekend. Uh, what's next for you
5: in the uh, Touch Tennis calendar? Oof. Next to me is hard, pretty hard crafting. I've got more training courses to run, get more people to, to deliver sessions, um, more presentations probably. But Touch Tennis calendar-wise, I think uh, end of September for me. Um, and then uh, back here, I think end of September for the um, second part of the three event series. Uh, Let's hope it's sizzling hot. Let's hope so, yeah. (laughs) Well, Alan, thanks ever so much for joining us here on Brooklyn's Radio. Alan
0: Mazzetti um, from the LTA, uh, products manager. Uh, Thanks for speaking with us. Great, thanks, Dan. Well, I've got Elliot Seabrook and Ed Ellis here, doubles pair at the All England Touch Tennis Championships. So they've just come off from their semi-final. Unfortunately, they've come off losing.
3: Elliot, how do you feel? Uh, Devastated, as usual. But like I said to Ed, we uh, put up a good fight. You know, Can't complain. They were the better players overall at the end. I, I mean, I was watching the match, it looked like
0: you were in control for, for a lot of that match. Um, was that the case, or were they sort of always always pushing you, Ed?
6: It's, it's difficult to feel, really, in doubles. I mean, th- there were a few momentum swings, but it's difficult to really feel like, right, we can push on from here, especially with two players like that. They're confident they, they won it last year. Um, Seabrook and I were confident we came through a, a, a tough match yesterday. Um, so I, I think mentally we were all in sort of the same place. It was just a tough match, um, and how the outcome was decided it's tough to know really
0: yeah. I mean you guys said that you have never played uh, as a doubles pair before how did you uh, sort of come to uh, become a doubles pair and do you feel that um, it's something that you'll go on and, and compete a little bit more together as
3: yeah without a doubt we've um, formulated a good friendship haven't we, we had yeah. we've only pretty much known each other the last seven months a bit of a bromance going on <laughs> so we, uh, we thought why not let's give the dubs a go you <laughs> know but uh, yeah you know, we'll play again next year without a doubt
0: now, the, uh, the rain delays have obviously caused a, caused a bit of havoc here this weekend. Does that um, sort of uh, come into play? Does that affect you uh, as a player?
6: I think it's one of those things you, you, you've got to try and thrive on reacting to that better than your opponents. Um, uh, yesterday, we uh, stayed mentally strong right up until whatever time we, we finished, and that was a big part of us getting the win yesterday. Um, same for everyone. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the challenge of reacting to it better than everyone else, I think. So next
0: year, what's, uh, what's the challenge next year?
3: Next year, probably improve on my, uh, on my fitness for this tournament. I'm going to just keep pushing on with that and uh, hopefully just go one better next year. Make the final and win it. You know, that's, there was no reason why we couldn't have won the final this year. We just didn't get past the semi. So,
0: are you sort of quite uh, quite into keeping fit and staying on top of uh, of your fitness, especially for touch tennis, or is it just something you enjoy doing? You know, day to day, Elliot.
3: Uh, no without a doubt, I, uh, you need to stay fit for touch tennis. It's a big part of the game. I, uh, my my results have improved so much this year since I've uh, done a lot of training. So, uh, yeah, I'll be doing it some more. <laughs> five
0: sets it's a it's a, a really long arduous uh, arduous match how do you say mentally strong through that uh, that five setter
6: i think in doubles you use your partner uh, for that as well I, there were times where i was i think the first sign of tiredness is losing your patience and i, I uh, at times did that um but yeah use your partner in doubles in singles you've got to speak to yourself in more friendly terms i suppose but doubles you've got someone else to do it for you
0: now, Elliot, you um, obviously at the doubles. How's the uh, the singles gone for you?
3: Ah, uh, I, I lost to um, I lost to Elliot Mold again in the singles, and uh, yeah, he just um, hit the ball a little bit better than me today. But uh, you know, I'm confident. I'll work on my fitness, work on my game, and uh, hopefully take him take a couple of sets off him next time.
0: And Ed, um, are you in the singles draw yourself?
6: Yeah, I lost in the uh, quarters to this man, um, who in fact I've I've lost uh, in the last two slams, lost to him in Belgium as well. Uh, Head-to-head is standing at 2-all again now, is it? 2-all now, Um, yeah. I had the edge last year, I must say uh, Seabrook has actually, I'm not just saying it because he's next to me, he's improved massively (laughs) this year, he's a a much tougher guy to play and a much easier guy to partner, so uh, I've got some work to do on the singles court.
0: Well, guys, thanks ever so much for, for speaking with us here on Brooklyn's Radio. Uh, we wish you all the very best next year in your doubles
3: partnership and,
0: of course, in the singles um, on your own.
3: Thank you very much.
1: Well, that was it. That's, uh, that's uh, the uh, singles final done. How did that go for you, Rash? Oh, it was lovely to watch. And, Dan, thank you for coming along and commentating and also doing some interviews with the players. I think it went really, really well, you know? Wasn't it an epic final? That oh, was an amazing final. I mean, Minsky had so many chances there to take that... Um, take that final fourth set. But unfortunately, Moe just turned the screw. He's good, isn't he? I mean, uh, how, can, uh,
0: how can anyone potentially beat him, you know, uh, next year and, uh, you know, in the years to come?
1: Well, I think that he's improving as we go along. Every year, he seems to be getting better and better. Um, but I think that the guys that have beaten him, Roberts, uh, Simon Roberts, and Marcus Willis, who've beaten him, I've done it with incredible patience, and I mean 70, 80-shot rallies. So it's going to take someone slightly fitter than Men Minsky, I think.
0: Well, listen, that's it uh, well, for us. Our coverage um, from Brooklyn's Radio here at the All England Touch Tennis Championships. It's been absolutely wonderful to be here, Rash. Thanks so much for inviting us down, and uh, we'll certainly hang around a little bit more. Catch up with you
1: very soon. Thanks, Rash. Thanks, Dan, and thanks to Brooklyn's Radio.
4: Brooklyn's Radio. Loving Events in Surrey.